welcome to the Journey to Heal podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Sutherland. I'm a writer, author, and the founder of Journey to Heal Ministries, a ministry dedicated to helping survivors heal from past sexual trauma by leading them to hope in Jesus Christ. As a survivor myself, I know how challenging and lonely the healing journey can be. This podcast is dedicated to providing hope and inspiration for anyone on a journey to heal. Whether you're a survivor or love someone who is, I am delighted you're here. Welcome to the Journey to Heal podcast. I am so excited to be here today to talk to you. And I have a special guest. This is actually a guest that I've wanted to have on the Journey to Heal podcast for a while now. And um, he's extra, extra special to me because he is my husband, Wes. Wes, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Crystal. Um, Hello, everybody. (laughs) So we're on today to talk about something that's been certainly on my heart, and I know it's been on Wes's too, we've, um, through the years, have have become aware of a lot of different uh, survivors um, uh, that have kind of um, walked through Journey to Heal and, and just some of the struggles that they have had in their marriage and uh, due to the trauma that they've experienced. And we've been really fortunate with God's help to work through that in our story. Um, And God has really brought so much healing in that area of our marriage that it's been on our heart to share that with uh, particularly, you know, the women and families that are um, represented through Journey to Heal Ministries. So that's why we're here um, today is to have a conversation really just starting off. I think it's going to be kind of a two-part conversation, uh, mainly starting off right now about our story, tell you a little bit about how we met and what it's been like for you, Wes, I guess, to be married to someone like me who's been through uh, this. So we're just going to kind of start off first with um, how we met. So why don't you tell that part, John Wesley? Okay. So we met in a community college in Virginia. Um, we had a class together, American literature, and um, stuff like that is something I've always been passionate about and really enjoyed. And Crystal wasn't always on the same tune as far as that goes. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> so I tried to impress her by, she says, correcting her in class. Yes, constantly. But I had my eye on her. Uh, she definitely caught my eye, and um, anyway, I find that it finally ended up persuading her to go out w- with me, and that's where this all started, where we're sitting today. Oh, it is, and so I have to tell you all this story, um, because it's it's actually a part of our romantic story, our, our, our um, mar- I guess our marriage, it's, 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 it's the beginnings of what connected us together. And it's the way that you asked me out. So I don't know if you remember or not. Do you remember how that went down? Yeah, I remember it really well. I won't get into all the details of the why I was around, but I was visiting a a friend um, in an apartment complex and Crystal comes kind of belting in the door like Kramer off Seinfeld. What in the world? Looking for something or <laughs> wanting something. But uh, I hadn't seen her in a while uh, from school, and I was like, whoa, 
Oh, there she is again. And I'd already approached her once, uh, but I asked my friend I was talking to um, after Crystal left, I was like, so she lives in this building, where's her apartment? And as uh, the friend I was with, he and I were walking out, I went to her apartment door, knocked on the door, asked her um, if she would do me the honor of going out with me. Oh my goodness, y'all. Okay, so let me just tell you that... From my perspective, when he did that, I had not, I think I was 19, wasn't I, 19 or 20 at the time. I had not heard anybody ever up to that point ask me, would you do me the honor, fill in the blank, like anything. And so here he is, he's asking me, would you do me the honor of going out on a date with me Friday night, I think is what you asked. Mm -hmm. And how could you say no? Like, I couldn't say no. So I said yes. And he grabbed my hand and kissed it. Do you remember that? I remember it well. Yeah. And so that was the beginnings of a five-year-long friendship that just grew and grew. And in that friendship, you know, we're both going to college. You were at JMU. I followed you to JMU. I didn't get into JMU, sadly. And so I ended up going to VCU in Richmond. And um, so we dated all through college. Um, and I think, you know, for, for those of you that are listening, you know I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse. And at that time in my life, you know, I, I was not living in an abusive home. I was on my own. I was raising my daughter. I, I was working various jobs to make ends meet. Uh, this is all while I was dating Wes. And I was also putting myself through college and of course, taking care of my daughter um, during that time as well. And uh, the thing is, is I just don't think I really gave it a lot of thought as to the trauma that I had been through. But that trauma had manifested in my life in various ways. And, um, uh, you know, I don't think we really knew what that was until really after we got married. So, the first time that it showed up for us would really have been, well, maybe we need to rewind before we go there. So, so the first time it showed up for you was when I told you. And what did you think about that during our dating years when I told you what had happened to me as a child? Yeah, I, I can't remember when you told me what phase of our dating relationship, but I remember I remember it was after we started really having strong feelings and, um, you know, I obviously love you now. I, I was already falling in love with you then and saw who you really are. And I was in love with that girl. So, um, it was, you know, it wasn't a big hurdle. Obviously I was completely clueless as to what that really meant for our relationship and me personally. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was when I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is, is I didn't know. I had no idea what the ramifications, and I think most survivors don't know. Just speaking as a woman who's been through this, we're, we just don't have any idea how this is, it has 
has fully impacted us and we don't know how the trauma will impact us. We just don't know until we're going through these certain phases of life. And so for me, while we're dating, it there was no threat, if that makes sense. I didn't feel there I felt safe with you. I didn't feel afraid. I didn't you know, I'm too busy with school and raising my daughter and all those things really to think about what I had been through. My, I know my one thought was was to not think about it and to just try and move forward in life. And I've heard a lot of women, and maybe you're listening today on this podcast, and, and that's you. You, are, you, you. you know you've been through something really rough, um, whether it's physical abuse, emotional abuse, or sexual abuse, um, either as a child or in your teen years or even, you know, even as a young adult, and you maybe you're in a relationship right now that is abusive, and you're listening, and you're you know you're 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 saying yeah I I just try not to think about it, but I can tell you that only worked for me for a while, and and where it all kind of started coming to a head for you and I, Wes, was you know you asked me to marry you. I think I asked you a couple times <laughs> before you asked me. You did. <laughs> with you and I still am um but I I remember you just seemed like you were taking too long five years you gotta admit I mean that's a while well we had college and I'm practical the two (laughs) on stuff like that typically so after we got out of college yeah I did drag it out a little bit too long after graduating (laughs) so anyway um I wanted to kind of speed things up a little bit get things going but so Wes asked me to marry him, and we began planning our wedding and all those things. And, you know, even then, just the busyness of planning a wedding and the excitement of sharing our lives together and all the, you know, future ahead, there was, I had no fear. I had no, I mean, I was working full time. You were too. We were out of college. Life seemed good. And then um, we go down the aisle together. And it was fine. Everything was wonderful until we get to, literally on our honeymoon night, we get to our hotel. And something clicked in me and I had a panic attack. And I didn't know, listen, I didn't know it was a panic attack at that time. I had no idea. All I knew, all of a sudden I had this fear. And it was odd when I think about it that I would, I felt uh, there was no reason. I had no reason to be fearful But what I have learned since in walking alongside women who have been through uh, sexual abuse like myself, I've learned that that is a typical response when when you're triggered. And apparently I was I was triggered um, just by the circumstance of of being faced with being intimate physically together. We had emotional intimacy all day long, but we did, we were not physically intimate. And then when that was presented, my body just literally went into panic mode. So I remember that very well. And I remember, I remember you and how you handled it. And it was so good because we ended up going and seeing yeah. the Lion King. Yeah. So our honeymoon night, we get married in this little country church where I grew up, drive to a large city several hours away because I grew up in a very rural area. 
and uh, some friends had gotten us this beautiful suite. Uh, obviously, I did have you know dreams of a very fun evening <laughs> that most guys probably do, and uh, but Crystal just wasn't uh, as she described it. She wasn't comfortable. She wasn't in that right there, and um, you know it was okay. God, you know, we had just made a commitment before God, and um, you know we just we did something else. So we went to see The Lion King. So every time I hear that movie or see that movie, I'll kind of smirk <laughs> to, <laughs> say, to think that's my honeymoon night. I know. <laughs> I wedding know, night. baby. <laughs> 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 so patient. But, <laughs> and, and I'm not, you know, he and I can laugh because we, we definitely are on the other, other side of that experience. But we both remember very well that that was actually the beginning for me of a lot of, of a lot of panic attacks and a lot of, of fear um, surrounded around the physical part of our intimacy and, and so my heart goes out to women that are in that. I know, I know some of you listening today um, that follow Journey to Heal, I know you're struggling with this. And my heart breaks for you because it is a very real place that a survivor finds themselves um, in terms of struggling with physical intimacy in marriage. So, so for, for me, and I, you know, <clears throat> and Wes, I want you know, I want you to be able to share too, just kind of from your perspective. But I'll start with mine and and kind of talk about um, what it looked like on my end. But from that honeymoon night, I realized that um, I realized I wanted the emotional intimacy with Wes. I loved being his friend. I loved being with him, and I felt safe in that, where I didn't feel happy or safe was in physical intimacy because it brought back very vivid memories um, almost immediately of what my abuser had done to me when I was a child. And I couldn't separate the two. I couldn't separate this beautiful man that I was just recently married to and, and had been is my best friend and had been my best friend for you know five years up to that point. I couldn't separate that, him, from the abuse um, that I endured as a kid. I, I, I just didn't know how to do that, and it just all kind of meshed together anytime there was any possibility of us being physically intimate. Now, somehow we managed to have two children <laughs> in this time period of our marriage. Probably, I think it was probably the first, what do you think, at least, at least probably 20 years maybe 15 to 20 years of our marriage. Yeah. I'm, I don't would be a real struggle. Yeah, was a real kind I, of off and on struggle. Yeah. I don't know how long it was a long time. <laughs> um, you know, we had seasons really yeah, of yeah, when our intimacy our physical intimacy was better than others. Yeah. Yeah. And in those good seasons is when we had kids. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, and I will say, uh, you know, there's one other piece to this is our story involves, you know, I, I was a teen mom. So I already had um, a child going into our marriage and, um, and my beautiful older daughter, uh, I just love and adore. And so, so we were not probably your 
typical couple that young couple that gets married and they start a family together we have instant family um and that's good and that's wonderful but with that also comes its own challenges so we had we had typical challenges of raising a child which can be emotionally and physically exhausting for both husband and wife probably more the woman because she tends to be more the caretaker it certainly was true in my story and um and then also, you know, we're trying to start our careers. You in particular, you were gone a lot. And yeah. and I was busy, you know, with mine and then also managing, you know, children. Yeah. And and um, I think the thing to the thing that I want you to know as listeners is, listen, you have to take that into account. So not everything related to struggling with intimacy in marriage has to do with the sexual trauma that you've experienced it. As young couples, um, it, it's typical to have some struggles in this area because you are trying to create, you know, your careers. You're trying to build that. You're trying to manage finances. You have stressors on you, especially if you have children. Um, certainly, once you have children, just from a physical standpoint, there's exhaustion <laughs> involved, and that can definitely uh, that can definitely bear a weight on on physical intimacy, even emotional intimacy. Um, you know, you tend to fight more uh, the more stress and responsibilities that you have. I mean, we've experienced that. Yeah, that's true. And you know, back to the career piece, the you know, I'm I'm a planner and a saver and, you know, with instant family and all the stuff and, you know, that comes with starting a family, um, you know, it was, uh, because I made that way, it added another layer of stress that I brought to the relationship, uh, because I had certain plans and goals that just didn't always fit because of circumstances economically. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. you know, I've, I had my own contributions and plus I was an instant father, you know, yeah. and that obviously had me kind of bewildered and trying to figure things out there as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so there's more layers to it, but that's the neat thing about, uh, about sharing our stories or thinking about our stories. They're all individual. So where you might be today um, in your uh, relationship with your husband or your wife um, as a survivor as someone who's been through some form of sexual trauma, you might be hearing us talk about some of what we went through and, and there's some things you can relate with and maybe some things that you can't because you have an individual story and that's a beautiful thing about it. You kind of have to take this that we're sharing and just you know apply it to your own individual story. I think the thing that I would say though is like for you and I, Wes, we really, one of the things that made it work for us over all the years, because we celebrate this year, 28 years, right? That's right. 28 years, <laughs> 28 years of marriage, 32 years. Is that right? <laughs> 33 years. She has an undergraduate <laughs> in accounting. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> 28 plus five. Plus five. <laughs> 33. <laughs> all right. So 33 years of friendship. Oh, yeah. 33 Wonderful. years of friendship. Friendship. Yeah. You're my best buddy. You're mine. So here's the thing, though. I have to say that's so important. Listen, we don't, we're still figuring this out. But what we have discovered is that, number one, 
putting Christ at the center of your marriage. So from the very beginning of our relationship, y'all, we both had individual relationships with Jesus Christ. Um, You know, we were in different places in that, but we both had that. I would say that I was probably, I mean, I gave my heart to Christ when I was 13, but I don't think I really started following him until I did, uh, you know, reach my late teens, early 20s. And that, you know, Wes is different. He grew up in church. He's got a very strong Christian family. And that's not the same as my upbringing. And so we were at different places, but we both were very much, uh, very much, trying to live our lives for Christ. And I mean, what would you say to that? Yeah. That's if, if I could talk to a husband of anyone that's been in a marriage, similar hours or circumstances, um, I would say Christ, he's, he gives, he's the cornerstone and all of that. And I know that's a, a little bit of a cliche, but you know, I really, um, leaned on him a lot yeah. because there were lots of things going on in my head, you know, with the things we struggled with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, I don't think we knew what to expect when we were just dating and we had, we both knew we had a relationship with the Lord. I don't think we knew how much we would need that relationship after we got married. When we were dating, we there was a point I remember when we had a discussion. Do you remember that discussion? It was about six months into our dating relationship, and that discussion had to do with we have got to have Christ at the center of our relationship if we hope to for it to last. Yeah, we we had we even had conversations before we got married, but obviously they weren't as you know. Uh, deeply heartfelt until we started feeling some of the pain that crystals described uh, about, you know, Christ has got to be at the center. Um, Divorce is not an option. Yeah. You know, we are, we're, we're burning all the ships. There's no return from this Island we're choosing to live on. Yeah. And uh, we're in it and we were fully committed. Yeah. um, You know, all in. Yeah. And I think I actually, I don't think I know, uh, God has honored that and blessed it in a really powerful way in our relationship. He has, and we've both leaned on him throughout. I think, what would you say, you know, to to our listeners, Wes, concerning, I guess, those those days in our marriage that we're not experiencing today. And I think I want, I want to say this. I want to qualify this. I think this is really important because this is heavy. It, it, we're, we're chuckling a little bit and we're, we're certainly being candid with you um, and laughing a bit at ourselves because we know what we've walked through and we know what we experience now, but it doesn't take, we, we don't want in any way minimize the fact that if you're walking through the early stages of healing intimacy in your marriage. Um, listen, that is a hard place to be. We know that. That's why we're on this podcast today, really to talk about and, and hopefully offer some hope. But today we don't 
we're not living in that same space. We are living in a, it's a, it's a much better place. God has, God has definitely brought healing really in our relationship, but, but definitely in our ability to be intimate. And I have to say, Wes, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is we, we've learned how to love each other well. And I've, you've, you've loved me in a way that has helped me to feel safe, truly safe. And, and of course we're going to, I guess I, I could, I could go on and on and on, but we're going to save this for our next, our next session, but, and talk more deeply about how the how behind that. But that's what you've done for me is as my husband, you've loved me. You literally have loved me as Christ loves the church. And that's not been easy for you. You've actually had to grow into that. I've, I've witnessed it, that your relationship with Christ, you have grown into that person who that husband who's literally loves me sacrificially. What would you, I mean, what's that journey been like for you? Well, you know, I'm flesh and blood, so it was difficult <laughs> uh, at times. And, it, you know, God really, it, it, you say we laugh. I mean, at, at, during those hard, difficult times, um, you know, in various circumstances, it wasn't laughable. There was no laughter. It was really, quite honestly, it was me on my face <laughs> uh, in our bedroom or in the closet laying this before God because, you know, it's can't really, I didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody about it. Um, and probably, probably part of it was I just didn't want to air with my family because they would have been good ears. Um, and outside of my family, I didn't feel comfortable. And I prayed a lot. God help me to love her the way she needs to be loved. Um, whatever that, whatever that is, you know, cause I sure don't know. <laughs> I would try. And sometimes it was a miserable failure because it triggered something and, you know, um, I could go on, but it, God softened my heart to, just be more observant and truly hear what it was she was going through and love her, you know, the way she needs to be loved. And that was a gift from the Lord because I didn't do that on my own. Yeah. I'm telling you what, Wes, that, and he has answered that prayer. Um, I think it's at least been for me, uh, barriers and walls, you know, just kind of coming down as God has healed my heart, as you have, as he has answered your prayer and you have, have loved me in that way. You've always loved me, but like all, uh, couples that come together in marriage, you're having to learn how it's not just dating anymore. You're having to make financial decisions together. You're having to raise kids together and manage a home and all the things. And, it's different. And so that alone, you know, you take away, set aside what I've been through as a kid, even if I had never that we would still have struggles that everybody does, you know, in the beginning, but you, you have loved me in a way that's helped me not only heal, but helped our marriage last. And that is beautiful. And certainly in the last, probably I'd say at least seven, eight years, 
I have experienced freedom because of freedom from the hurt of of that past abuse, freedom from the hold that it had on me, and certainly freedom as a woman in our in our marriage. You know, as it concerns physical intimacy, I've fear, you know, it has really disappeared for me. I feel safe and, and, um, it is a part of our marriage that is just a blessing and that I enjoy. And that, that is just only God can do that. And I, and what I think is beautiful and what I really want our listeners to hear is it has taken both of us praying those kinds of prayers. Mine Mm -hmm. was always Lord, Help me be the wife that Wes needs me to be. Help him be the husband that he that I need him to be. That was my prayer. It's, I've got journals filled with that kind of prayer to God, asking him, you know, please just fix me. Help me be what I need to be. And here you are all the while. You've been praying, help me be the husband. Help me love her the way. And look what God has done. He has answered that prayer. Yeah. And we have this beautiful he has. I remember Marriage. when when a lot of this started to emerge early on, um, laying in bed, just really struggling with it. And, you know, the world uh, creates confusion a lot of times when it comes to these types of struggles. Uh, but just knowing in my heart of hearts that, you know, this is a combination that I don't know the code to. But God does. He knows the switch. He knit Crystal together. You know, he breathed life into her. He can do this. Yeah. And just blindly continuing to pray and lay it in front of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And doing the best I could. I mean, there was always a goodwill. And even when at times it didn't, you didn't receive that. (laughs) It was there, you know. Yeah, no, it was Wes. It was, and I and and when we go into our next session, um, we'll kind of talk a little deeper about that very word, goodwill. That's such an important one. I remember you using that. I remember us having a heated discussion <laughs> about something. One multiple heated discussions that we've had through our marriage. Yeah, just ask our kids. Just ask our kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But um, but I remember one in particular where you, through tears, were trying to tell me, Crystal, I've got goodwill towards you because my I had such a hard time trusting. Um, and that's really, you know, for the woman listening today or the man listening today who has been sexually abused and you're in a marriage and you're. You're, you're really struggling in that area to trust. Listen, you, that's a normal response. That's, that is a normal um, symptom of someone who has been through uh, any form of abuse, really, but particularly sexual abuse. And I want to tell you, you know, you can overcome that. I think the person that you're with has to be trustworthy in order for that to happen. They can't be abusive, um, and certainly we're not. We're this whole podcast today is is really not speaking to the couple where one or both are being uh, abusing each other. Um, that is not um, that's not who we're speaking to today. We're that would be a whole nother um, show. Uh, but what we're t- who we're talking to today are is the is the couple that's out there, or maybe someone who who knows a couple that needs to hear this. 
Um, but the couple that's out there that's just, they're trying to make their marriage work and they're really struggling in this particular area of intimacy, whether it be emotional or physical. Um, it takes both to have a happy marriage. And um, it's something that requires trust. And, you know, um, that can be healed. And it takes both to do it. And I think that word goodwill, Wes, I remember you. I remember you saying that to me. And that really resonated with me because God has goodwill towards us. He has loving kindness towards us. And I could relate with that and go, okay, Wes has goodwill to me. He doesn't, he's, he has no intention to harm me. You know, that's not, that wasn't your heart. And, but I had looked because of what I had been through and not just with my abuser as a child, but also other men in my life that had taken advantage of me, um, in my, you know, teens or young, young adult as a young adult. And I, I remember thinking, you know, nobody's trustworthy. I can't trust anybody and certainly not a man. And that was never a thing when we were dating, but when we got married, it was just there like this big, humongous, heavy elephant in the room. And unfortunately, it took a while, but but you broke those walls down by loving me and just loving me and just loving me and reminding me that you had goodwill towards me. I guess that was really big. So anyway, I love you, Wes very much. And those of you that are listening today, you know, we're going to, we're actually going to, we wanted to come on first and just kind of share our story in this first episode. So that's, that's what we're doing now is just kind of laying some groundwork to be able to have another conversation on what this has looked like in terms of us fleshing this out in our marriage, um, uh, getting to a place where we, we're, uh, we're, we've created together with God's help, a safe little haven between us where there's no judgment and there's no fear and no more tears <laughs> or, or discomfort, but, but just joy. And that is something we've built together through understanding and communication, lots of prayer and, and lots of trust. Yeah. And really uh, I would, I would say to that, yeah. um, it's just a, a peaceful relationship, yeah. uh, where we love being together and, you know, we, we are aligned in our faith and serving the Lord. Um, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is yeah. beautiful. And that's at the end of the day, I think you'd agree with me. I mean, that's just glory to God. Yeah, <laughs> it's just God. No I could, just I could doing. go on about that, but yeah, yeah. it's God. It's for His sure. doing. So, listen, we want to we want to close out. We've you know we we're going to come back in another session and talk a little bit more um, as I just shared about kind of how we've how this has looked like and been fleshed out in our marriage. Um, that maybe it can provide some insight for you, and certainly um, in the show notes, um, I'll be providing some. Uh, some tools that I suggest, uh, one in particular that you're going to find in the show notes today, and it is a book called When the Woman You Love Was Abused by Don Scott Jones. This is for the husband, 
of a woman who has been sexually abused. And then there's another book that you'll see in the show notes, and it's When the Man You Love Was Abused by Don Scott Jones. So, of course, that's for the wife in a marriage where her husband experienced some form of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse as a child. Um, These books are incredible. Dawn is a survivor herself. Um, She was married for 22 years, and she shares that, you know, her struggles, what what her and her husband went through, and then, unfortunately, her her husband did leave um, their marriage after 22 years, and she, she then wrote these books to help husbands and wives, um, partner with the one in their marriage who is suffering um, and trying to heal from past trauma like this and um, why that and you know how, how to do that and why that partnership is so important so you'll find those two books in the show notes and I encourage you to go and uh, look those up order copies and for yourself and certainly for your spouse so thank you Wes you're welcome thank you for being here and for just being candid and open. Happy to. Hopefully this helps somebody else. I think it will. I think it will. All right. Thank you so much for joining. And I look forward to our next episode where Wes and I will be on together again uh, to just carry this conversation forward. So be sure to check out the show notes. And hey, if you get an opportunity, we would really appreciate it if you take a moment to go on Apple Podcasts or or, uh, Spotify or Stitcher and be sure to... Hey, just drop a little review if you have appreciated this podcast, if it's been helpful to you in any way. um, Shoot us a review. That would be very helpful for us and for our other listeners. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time.